Yo, welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20, takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh, we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He uh, He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu. And with a bunch of elite athletes and you learn a lot from like the athletes determination the resiliency everything to what me made them become successful so it's been a great experience so far so go on i'm gonna leave uh the link in the description so uh go sign up yo welcome back to another episode of on spot sports i'm jack and today's episode we're joined by a very special guest, current professional hockey player, Josh Kaplinger. He is currently playing with the Carolina Thunderbirds in the Federal Prospects Hockey League, where he is in his fourth official full pro season. He spent four years in NCAA Division III college hockey with Lawrence yep. University, as well as he played his junior hockey days in the NA3HL and the USPHL before going pro or going before going to college. So it's very good to get you on, Josh. So let's give it up for Josh Kaplinger. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it, Jack. Um, thanks for having me on. I've I haven't really seen too many of the too many of the interviews or listened to the podcast, but I'm excited. This is uh, I think this is my first legit podcast ever doing. So pretty excited. Hey, there we go. There we go. I mean, there, oh, it's it's always good time for a for a first podcast, especially when uh it's playoffs and you know you know how it goes. Everything matters now. Yeah, this is the best time of year, man. This is the best time of year. Uh, just watching playoff games on TV, the first round in the NHL, and kind of keeping tabs in some other leagues. But uh, it's awesome to be in it and right in the mix with a good hockey team. So it's fun. Yeah, so I usually like to go from youth hockey to junior to college, but let's let's flip it a little bit since you're okay. since it's playoff time. So uh, starting off with. Uh, this season you played in the the FPHL with the Carolina Thunderbirds where you've played in all 56 games. So congrats on that. I know that's a huge accomplishment there, especially with how hockey goes, but to start things off, like how has the season been and then going into playoffs, like how, how are playoffs right now? Yeah, the season's been great. It's uh, it's been really long. Um, Yeah. Like you said, a fourth year pro and um, I've never played in the playoffs until this year. So it's been kind of a, well, in college we had we had playoffs, but um, but since pro, so it's been it's been a fun time of year. We had a long season, um, 
you know, a lot of ups and a few downs, but uh, we have a pretty good group down here and uh, guys that are fun to be around and makes it easy to come to the rink every day and, and uh, play hockey is your job. So um, we're just kind of getting ready here for a, a good Columbus team that we've seen a lot of this year. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Working towards our ultimate goal. Absolutely. That's, that's what, that's what it's all about. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day is any, at the start of the season, you just want to win the championship and uh, you're halfway there. So I can't, can't complain about that. No, no, we can taste it at this point. Um, so just, I think it's kind of just sinking into some guys that we might only have, you know, two weeks left in the year yeah. if everything goes well. So um, everybody's kind of coming to that realization and we're, we're trying to make it as long as we can with our group here. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to talk about, talk about like the 56 games, like you're one of maybe five, six players to play in all 56 games in the regular season. How has that been on the body? Cause I know, especially playing hockey, like the, it gets, it gets hard on the body. So how were you able to manage all 56 games? Yeah, it's it's a grind. Um, I was saying a couple weeks ago to my roommates that uh, I've never played this many games in a year before. Uh, in in Division Three college, you're playing anywhere from 25 to 30, and um, just with COVID and everything that's happened, kind of in my career, it's it's uh, you know playing 56 is a lot. I didn't even I knew that I had played in every game, but it wasn't until the last weekend where I was you know, telling some of the guys like, I, this is something I've never done before, but uh, no, it's been good. The body feels okay. Um, last year I'd missed, I don't even know how many games, maybe 10 or so games with a knee surgery. I had a knee injury um, last season, but came back from that really healthy and um, kind of played, played the rest of the way in, but it was up and down. Um, obviously last year playing in a couple different leagues, um, but but no, the body feels good. Obviously, bumps and bruises this time of year, and yeah. Um, but that's what the playoffs are all about. So, yeah, and with with like playing in all fifty six games, you had a you've had a career year, seventy six points. It's like what has made you so successful getting points on the board, and is it just like your teammates around you just dishing you the puck, and you dishing the puck to them, and just getting just having them bury it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of it. Obviously, um, playing with good good players and good teammates is, is huge and important. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. The puck just started seeming to go in this year uh, at the beginning of the year. It was a little slow. I, I typically have had slow starts um, throughout my career, you could say, but yeah, I don't know this year. Uh, we just kind of found a right blend and a right mix down here. And um, it helps when you got players players that are as skilled as some of the guys we have in Carolina this year. So um, yeah, the points points came a little easier this year. Uh, maybe a little credit goes to playing in some higher leagues in the past couple yeah. of years. Um, you know, the game moves a little quicker um, and down here you have a little bit more time and space. So. Yeah. yeah. So before, before we get into like the, the leagues you were in last year, uh, play playoffs again, like you went through the first round against Port, Port Huron where uh, you guys came up on top and going on to the next next uh, next round. So what was last last series like and just being – because Port Huron's a tough team. So, like, what was just, like, those games like and just, like, the intensity that playoffs happens now? Yeah, yeah. It was a good series last weekend. Um, Friday night in Port Huron, um, 
we got some bounces and capitalized on some, some odd man opportunities. And uh, the puck just kind of went in the net for us early. And I think that really helped us. We didn't, we didn't have our best third period as a team and kind of, kind of gave them some life um, towards the end, but credit to them. Like they're, they're a good team. They're one of these teams that they're really good at their style of hockey. And if you don't come ready to play, they'll, they'll capitalize and they'll, um, you know, they'll, they'll bury their chances. And they have a lot of veteran guys who've been around a long time, who've scored a lot of points in this league and they're always dangerous. So um, we're, we're happy to, uh, to have our success uh, against them. Uh, Saturday night was kind of a different story. We, uh, we had a two goal lead in the third period and then we kind of took our foot off the gas. Um, and like, like I said, they're a team that can score and they proved that and kind of gave us a scare on Saturday, but, um, but no, we're ready to go. We're, uh, we're healthy and we're, we're, we kind of got a little bit of taste of it playoff hockey last weekend. And we're playing a team we've, we've seen a lot this year in Columbus and they're also a good team. Um, but yeah, we like our matchup and we're ready to go. Yeah. So you guys, are you guys practicing a lot? Are you guys more taking care of the body now and just being ready with, uh, with just games? Are you just, are you, or are you still practicing every day? Yeah. Yeah. We're still practicing every day. Um, practices obviously don't go as long this late in the year. Yeah. Um, it's more of just kind of a confidence thing. You get out and touch the puck and, um, and that's the biggest thing with our group anyway is confidence. So when, when we're at practice, we're just, yeah, as of late, it's just been pretty quick, but, um, but no, it's important. It's important that we get on the ice every day as a team and come to the rink. And obviously guys are taking care of their bodies and, and uh, getting their treatment and stuff. But, um, but no, it's, it's been, it's been on the ice every day. Yeah. There, there we go. You just want to build the confidence and get, get the, get everything flowing before playoffs, get all the, all the kinks out before stepping into the game and then get the, get all the rust off. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah but uh, I want to wish you guys good luck with, uh, with the next round and hopefully you guys are make a championship championship run. But uh, like, this is, this is what it's all about. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I want to go into let your last year a little bit here where you spent time in both the SPHL and the ECHL. So like, and what was this year like for you or what was that year like for you, especially going from league to league? Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. I, I had good experience. Um, I, I wouldn't have preferred to play on four different teams last year if I could have helped it, but no, it was, uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was, um, it was a good experience. My, my whole pro career, I've kind of wanted to achieve playing, playing in the highest league I could and, um, got a little experience last year in Jacksonville, um, started out in quad city first and then, uh, got called up kind of in the middle of the year to Jacksonville and, uh, that group was awesome. Uh, they were a good hockey team. They were first in their division at the time I was there and uh, got to travel and see see some cool things and play some good hockey. Played in the uh, ECHL All-Star game last year, which is a pretty cool experience uh, for someone like me, just the way that it worked out timing-wise. Um, but then, yeah, ended the year in, in Iowa in the ECHL and definitely a culture change from the beaches in Jacksonville the snow in Iowa city, but, oh yeah, but no, it was good. It was, uh, it was awesome. And I'm glad I, glad I went through it and stuck with it and, uh, was able to experience that level of hockey. Yeah. So like, what, what did you notice was the difference between the SPHL versus the East coast when you were up there? Yeah, it's, uh, 
ECHL, everybody is in the right place at the right time. And the game is, is so meticulous. And um, the guys with hockey IQ kind of separate themselves. I think that's the biggest difference between the leagues. Um, You don't really even have to think that much in, in the ECHL because passes are on your tape faster and guys are moving their feet into open areas. And um, it, it, it almost allows the game to just kind of flow a little bit more naturally. And in the SP, I feel like depending on the team, obviously, but um, it's pretty structured and uh, you don't have, you don't have as much time and guys are taking your time and space away. And it's pretty physical. The SP not saying the East coast league isn't, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I would just say the way that the guys think the game is probably the biggest difference I would say. Yeah, I, I like the how you used like the for the word flow because like as you go up the levels like the flow gets a little better, a little little quicker. So it's like yeah, so like the just just like you said like with the hockey IQ like it's a little bit it's a little bit better than the league before, and you're just able able to just adjust and because that's what it's all about is like being able to adapt and adjust when you go up those levels to the the level of play at those levels. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about how you can adjust your game, even individually. Um, Obviously the league as a whole is an adjustment, but um, a guy who gets called up, they might in the SPHL, they might be a top six player, you know, a top two or top four D man. Um, But when you're playing in the league above they're they're looking for you to maybe bring something different to the game, whether it's physical play or whether it's, you know, being able to forecheck and, and get in on the forecheck faster, be able to, make plays and score. I, so, I mean, um, yeah, if, if you're kind of a, if you're kind of a one dimensional player in, in the SPHL, I don't know, you might have a tough time adjusting if, you, you know, being called up to the ECHL. Yeah. So like, what was your adjustment that you had to make going from your, where you were in the SPHL to making that jump to the ECHL and bring something different to the table? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a bigger guy. So when I got a, when I got called up, you know, obviously in the SPHL, I had a pretty good year before I got called up points wise. And, um, you know, I kind of knew going in, they have some pretty skilled, talented players who are going to get the power play time. They're going to get, you know, the top line minutes, the 24 to 28 minutes a night kind of thing. And as, as a, as a, either a 10th forward or a third line guy in the ECHL, like I was just looking to be a physical presence and, you know, forecheck and cause turnovers and, then use use my skill to kind of prove that I can I can play and stick in that league. Um, so that's that's kind of what I tried to do uh, to stay there as long as I did last year. Yeah, that that's awesome. You learned and you were able to adjust like that, especially going up a level. Like some people, like it's it, like obviously it's an adjustment, like you said, but it's just you got to find your your role within that within that team because every every team when you go up a level or any team you go on to after like the the team you were on, like you're going to have to find, find a new role and just go just fit into whatever the coach wants you to there. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And there's some guys, there's some guys who are fortunate enough to go up and, and they, they show their skill and how like there's, there's some really, really good hockey players yeah. at all levels, not just the SPHL or the ECHL. There's some really good players, you know, in this league, the, the federal hockey league that, you know, I could see not having a problem at all at the SPHL level. It's a lot about opportunity as well. So you need to find the right, the right situation. Um, and, and then you can kind of let your, let your skill take over. So. 
Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, last year you were, you found your spot where you found a, an opportunity where you were able to get into the ECHL all-star games. Like what was that experience like, especially since it, it is a bit different. Cause I think it was just Jacksonville against the yeah. rest of the league all-stars, right? Like yeah, you, don't, don't want, you don't usually see stuff like that. I don't want the people at home to think that I was an ECHL all-star <laughs> based on, based on my, my hockey ability. It was more so because Jacksonville was hosting the ECHL all-star game last year. Um, and uh, I think two weeks after I got called up from Quad City, uh, they were hosting the game, and uh, it was kind of right towards the tail end of COVID, and they didn't want all the guys who were named to the All-Star. They, they usually name a guy or two from each team, and, um, you know, they all fly into a location. And um, so they wanted to cut down on some of that. So they brought, uh, I think, like 12 or 14 uh, of the guys that made the all-star team that were named by the ECHL. And since we were hosting, we were already there and we had already quarantined uh, a few weeks prior. So we were, we were healthy. And so we played them. And then uh, there were actually some, some pro women's players that got to play in the game as well as, as the skills competition. So it was, it was a really cool experience um, playing with some really good hockey players, hockey players that have played in the NHL, some, some guys that are playing in top leagues in Europe and, um, just kind of seeing, seeing, uh, there was the ECHL hall of fame banquet that we got to attend, which was pretty cool. Uh, the Stanley cup was there, a bunch of stuff. So yeah, all in all, that was, that was a wild experience and playing in front of 10,000 people and trying to do the Michigan on NHL network. <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was something else. Yeah, it's definitely a cool, cool experience. Cause not that many people will get to experience something like that caliber, but it just makes for, for for the memories even even more so. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why that's why you play pro hockey is for the memories. So. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. But then the the year the year prior to the 2021-22 season was the the COVID year where you spent time with the Carolina Thunderbirds and the Knoxville Ice Bears in the SPHL. So like, what was that weird? Because because it was a weird season with. I don't, I don't know how many, maybe you guys played like 15 what? games at max. So like, what was that yeah. season like? Boy, was it ever a weird season? <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was funny. Um, just, just a bizarre year. Uh, I, I started with a contract in Fayetteville actually. Um, and uh, they actually opted out. And I think only five SP teams played that year. I think half of the ECHL was playing that year. A lot of the Northern teams had to opt out for, for COVID related reasons and stuff. So yeah, I ended up making my way to Carolina. Um, and obviously a huge factor as to why I'm, I, I decided to play down here this year too, but, uh, no, I, I loved it. I, I had a great time in Carolina, the COVID season. Um, we had a good team. It was unfortunate. We only had four teams in the league and, uh, the top two teams played in a championship game, but, no, it was, it was an awesome time. Um, we only played whatever 20 games, I think it was, yeah. but we were all on the road every single game. We were the only team in the league to not have any home games. <laughs> so we were on the bus every weekend, but, but no, we had an awesome group and uh, guys on that team that I'm friends for life for. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was a special time. And then I was lucky enough to, I got called up at the end of the year to Knoxville Um before their playoff run. Um, but yeah, I just was just looking to play as many hockey games as I could that year, not 
not many people even got to play. So yeah, uh, it was one of those things where I just considered I was, I was fortunate enough to even play some hockey that year. I didn't want to take the year off after training all summer to play. And um, so, yeah, that, that was a good year. Yeah. And that, that may have been the best, like those, the best teams in league history was that year because yeah. the jobs were limited yeah. and you're, everyone just got like the best of the best in the league. So it was probably just like an SV caliber, even, even like a coast caliber league for, for yeah, sure. There was, there was a lot of guys on our team and, and on a few of the other teams that, that are playing in the coast and have full-time jobs there. And um, yeah, like you said, pretty much the whole league was an SP league pretty much. And yeah, those were some good teams. Yeah. So what, what do you learn from times like that when you, when like you're playing in a league that's, like the federal prospects hockey league, but the competition level is like SP and coast level. Yeah. It just made for fun hockey. Every game, like every game that year was fun. You're playing against really good competition. Every game matters then too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like there, there are no taking nights off and and no team was a guaranteed win by any means. Like, you know, Port Huron wasn't all that strong the COVID season, but like they, I think they still beat every team that year. I want to say, but I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun to play against good players. That's, that's ultimately what you want to do. So. Yeah, exactly. Makes for, makes for a fun season that that's for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, that, then you enter your first full season of professional hockey with the make and mayhem in the SBHL where you played 40 games. Like what, what did you learn throughout that first full year of pro hockey that you didn't know before? Oh man it's definitely an adjustment going from college. Um, you know, I feel like the schedule is kind of, kind of similar. It's, it's much longer. You're, you're starting in October, ending in April. Um, but it was cool. It was my first taste of like real, real pro hockey before. Um, I, I played a little bit of pro after college, but, um, you know, being, being down in a spot in, in Georgia, it was great. Uh, could golf whenever you wanted. And, um, I loved the fans. The fans in Macon were great. Um, we didn't have as good of a year hockey wise. We kind of struggled out of the gate and, um, you know, a lot of changing personnel and stuff, but um, we kind of found our legs there at the end of that season. I think we had, I don't know, maybe a seven or eight game win streak going into COVID before, before it stopped us. And I think we were kind of right at the playoff bubble. Um, so it was kind of unfortunate that we couldn't really see that team through because we had a good group of guys and um, we're kind of just finding our stride, but, but no, that was, that was a fun year as well. Yeah. It's definitely good to learn all that in your first year pro to uh, like, like when you do go in your second, third, fourth year pro, you can learn, you can tell like the younger guys, the rookies coming in, just like the lessons you learned to help them get a, get a little more comfortable with the game. And like, I'm sure you're one of the, one of the bigger leaders right now in Carolina. So like, what, what is it like being like a leader within that locker room? Yeah, it's, it's interesting with our group and it's, uh, it's fun that we have a good mix of young, of young kids and, and uh, some, some really good hockey players. And then we have, we have a good group of older guys and, and guys who have played in this league in particular a long time. And, uh, guys who've won championships before, so we we have a we have a nice mix of of um, of young talent and energy in the room, and they keep it light. And then it's the older guys who are the grumpy ones in the morning, and 
Um, but no, we, we blend well together and we've been getting it done. So. Yeah, absolutely. And like, that's all, that's all you want from a leader. Just to have those guys that are just light, lighthearted and just going to make, make everything fun. Even though when, even when everyone's tired in the morning, like it's, it's a grind, especially when you get to this part of the season and just to make everything still fun and you want to be at the rink. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, you kind of go through the dog days of the season for sure. And, you know, December and January and February, and then, and then you kind of start feeling the, feeling the excitement and the, the anticipation to a playoff run. And yeah, it's been, it's been really good here. We, uh, we have a good leadership group and um, guys that are hungry to win and guys that are hungry to win again. So. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to go back to your college days a little bit here, but, but before we go into college, you got that call to Macon Mayhem right out of college. Like what was that phone call like to head over to Macon? Yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Um, I didn't know if I was even going to get a chance um, after college, just was kind of hoping. And uh, I had talked to some, to a couple teams um, and Leo Thomas actually was the coach of Macon at the time uh, in 18, 19 and uh, reached out to me and wanted to know what my plans were. And I said that I was, I was interested in playing pro and um he asked me when I could get there and I said, whenever you need me. Um, but no, they, uh, they had a good team that year as well. And so I was pretty excited to go join them. Um, and it was kind of right around spring break for college. So everybody was making plans to, to go to Florida or go, go to Mexico or hey, somewhere. You're still, and, still in a warm spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I, I was, I was uh, lucky enough that, it was making and it was, you know, nice and warm and we could lay out by the pool and golf and stuff. And it wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't a cold place or anything, but no, it was, it was awesome. And I was excited to, to see what I could do at the pro level. So said, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That That's an awesome first start and in, uh, into the pros. But uh, before you got into the pros, you went to, you, you were at Lawrence university for four years. So what was the process like to commit to Lawrence out from juniors from the USP? Yeah, we're going way back now. Um, oh yeah, we're getting way back to, was, the, to uh, the days now. Yeah, we're going way back. Um, the recruiting process for school. I mean, I visited a, a lot of schools actually around Massachusetts area um, because playing my last year of junior in Florida, we played in the USPHL and that's kind of their kind of their region so we flew to Boston quite a quite a bit um so after the year our goaltender and I um flew up and visited I don't know a handful of schools uh and then I got a call kind of a week or so later uh from Lawrence University I I emailed a lot of schools just seeing you know if they had space for me and not many division three schools really recruited out of the USPHL. And yeah. so I feel like a lot of schools overlooked me and that kind of, you know, put a little edge on my shoulder, if you will, but um, no, but I heard back from Lawrence university and didn't know what it was. So I looked into it. It was a school in Wisconsin and figured that wasn't that far from home for me being a Michigan kid. So it was about an eight hour drive from home and I went and visited it. I didn't really, I didn't really enjoy not that I didn't enjoy some of the schools out East in mass, but um, it wasn't really, wasn't really my style. And when I visited um, Lawrence university, 
that was definitely more my speed and kind of my culture and what I like to do. So I uh, committed there and was so happy I did and had a great time and had a lot of success and um, yeah, really enjoyed my four years of college. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, what, what would you give like advice to like younger kids like that are getting overlooked, whether it be like they're in the USP, the NA3 and like they may be getting overlooked by D3 teams or even, or like wherever they want to go. Like what are some tips and advice you'd give them? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would make sure you visit schools, whether even it doesn't even have to be an NCAA program. I mean, if you're, if you're one of those kids, it's important to, to have some self-awareness and kind of know like where, what would be a good fit for you. Um, and, and I would tell, I would tell kids who are junior age, you want, you want to go where you're wanted. Um, and Lawrence offered me a spot and I knew that they wanted me. So that was definitely a big factor, but I would do your research, definitely do your homework. Um, find out how big the school is, you know, if they have other sports programs, what, what majors they have, what you actually want to do with, with your education too. Um, that was pretty big for me as well. I knew, I knew Lawrence university had a pretty good biology program. Um, and that's what I ended up getting my degree in. So, um, so yeah, do your homework and, and the more homework you do, the better off you're going to be. Um, and, uh, you know, you'll be able to actually enjoy the time you have there. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's some great advice and great tips and you never know, like you put, you put your nose to the grindstone and even if you're overlooked and you keep working, like all you need is one opportunity and that one opportunity can come knocking and just go out there and have fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You never know the situation either. Um, with college, we had, we had a graduating class of eight and only, only three of us eventually graduated from school. We added one more, but um, one kid transferred in, but we, we went from a class of eight to a class of three in, in yeah. a two year span. So um, it is what it is. Some, some schools aren't for everyone. And I would say that as well. Um, you know, if you commit to a school and you go there and maybe the hockey situation isn't what you expected it to be, or, or the school was either too difficult or not as difficult, whatever, whatever, as long as, as long as it's, you know, if you do your homework and you prepare the right way for it and um, you go in with an open mind, you'll, you'll be successful there. So. Yeah, absolutely. I I love that, that mindset and that, like just that, that success story there, but uh, you played four years at Lawrence. Like what were those four years of college hockey, like at Lawrence university? Yeah, it was cool. We, um, we played in a cool rink. Uh, the campus was beautiful. Uh, we were located in Northeast Wisconsin. So just South of green Bay. Um, and the hockey was good. I, I, I'm still convinced, uh, that that conference is the best conference in division three hockey with some of the programs that are there. Adrian college is always, you know, a dangerous team every year, making the frozen four, yeah. uh, St. Norbert college has arguably the most national championships. I don't know that for a fact, but you know, I know they're one of the best college programs in division three history. And, um, and then there's even teams that, that most people might not hear of, but a team like Lake Forest or, you know, a team like Marion university, they made the tournament when we were there. And um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, <clears throat> there's some really, really good college hockey there in the, in the NCHA. And um, so that was another determining factor for me committing there was because I knew I was going to 
be playing some really good hockey teams and yeah. and some schools. So yeah, and like your fi- your final two years at Lawrence were career years for you. So like, what went into that success throughout those last two years, especially going going from freshman year to sophomore year, and then having uh, two great seasons to cap off your college career. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things where the longer you play, the more you kind of figure out. Um, so obviously as a freshman, it's a pretty big adjustment going from juniors to, uh, to college where you're playing 24, 25 year old guys. Um, but, but no, as, as I got older and more mature in college, I kind of took on a bigger role with the team and, um, played a lot of minutes and a lot of ice. And again, just like anywhere you play with really good players and, um, you know, you're going to have success and do well. And, you know, the, the line mates I had in college were really good hockey players. And a lot of guys, <clears throat> a lot of guys on my team um, throughout my years of school turned pro and, and had some pretty good pro careers too. So, so yeah, I would say that. Yeah. So like, what, what was the biggest adjust, the biggest adjustment learning curve from juniors to college, especially when you're, you, like you said, you're playing against 24, 25 year olds. So everyone's bigger, stronger, and you're coming in 19, 20, 21. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously you got to keep your head up a little bit more. Oh yeah. Um, you're going to get rocked if you don't. Yeah. You got to keep your head up a little bit more. The game happens a lot faster. You know, you have four lines and, and if you're playing a really good team every night, they're going to roll all four lines. And yeah. um, so no, uh, I would say the biggest adjustment would just be the speed of the game and how intense it is in juniors. You play, 45, 50 games or so. And um, in college, you're only playing 20 or 25, you know, 25 or 30, I should say. So um, yeah, like, and everyone's bigger and stronger guys are in the weight room, you know, twice, twice a week, three times a week, depending on what school you go to. Um, And, and yeah, you're going to be playing just that much better talent, that much better uh, hockey players. So yeah, there's a pretty big adjustment. Oh yeah, absolutely. And college, college hockey is so much fun. So, like, what were some of your favorite memories from playing college hockey? Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, making the playoffs obviously is a pretty big achievement, especially in our conference. Um, we never made it past the first round. We got St. Norbert's every year, but um, but no, I would say I'd say another good memory is uh, one of one of our biggest rivals in college. We played for a trophy called the Battle of Highway 41 which was the highway that went from Fond du Lac to Appleton. And uh, so we would play our two game series with them and that counted towards the league. And then the winner would get uh, this cool trophy. And uh, my sophomore year, we won it in a shootout. So that was pretty cool. One of those cool, cool memories in college. It's pretty rare to play for a trophy unless it's like the national championship. Yeah. Um, And we weren't exactly a team of that caliber. So playing for a trophy like that was, was pretty cool, but no, I would just say, you know, some of the, some of the memories with the guys and the teammates you make, um, you know, guys that are friends for life and um, guys you went to war with on the ice and guys you would study with, you know, and take exams with and everything. So yeah. One of those cool kind of cool kind of uh, bonding bonding things yeah and hey it's all it's always fun to play for play for a trophy no matter if it's just regular season play or if it's the national championship or the conference championship it's always good to play for a trophy yeah exactly 
Yeah, but uh, let's move on to your junior career a little bit here. So you played in the NA3HL with the Flint Junior Generals and the USPHL Empire with the Florida Junior Blades. So like, what were those two years like for, for you and juniors? Yeah, um, my my second year of junior in Florida was was amazing. Um, living in awesome. Florida, nice. Living in, living in Fort Myers, Florida was pretty cool. Um, there's a college right there too called Florida Gulf Coast University. And um, just the area in general, like it was like a vacation every single day. It was great. Yeah. You'd wake up, you'd maybe get a tan for an hour or something, go to practice and work out and, and then spend the rest of your day at the beach or being outside somewhere playing golf. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time in Florida. Um, and then my, my first year of junior was in Flint. Um, obviously it's kind of home for me. I'm from Saginaw, so it's only, it's only 40 minutes away or so. So I got to live at home and, um, go to my buddies' colleges and visit them there and just kind of get a taste for, for junior hockey. And, uh, we were a pretty good team. We were a pretty good team in Florida as well. Um, but, for Flint, we went to nationals for tier three um, and it didn't really go our way in nationals, but uh, it was awesome uh, being able to live at home, like I mentioned, and uh, see family and uh, see friends and stuff on the weekends or during the week when we're not playing games. But but yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. Yeah, you're you're a hometown kid pretty much at that point. Like you're you're living at home, so you don't have to go build or anything. So it's just you're living your best life there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All your buddies are excited. They're at their they're at their colleges or they're, you know, maybe doing community college or something, staying local, but seeing seeing your friends from high school and um obviously you meet a bunch of new friends playing juniors and yeah. you're on the road a lot traveling, but um but now you you uh you learn to love it. Yes. And like you play, you play in both the NA3HL and the USPHL empires. So like what were the differences and the similarities between those two, those two leagues? Yeah. Um, while in the NA3, we could wear visors at the time. Uh, I think they're still, are they still allowed to wear visors? I think, I, be, I believe so. I think they can still wear visors, but um, so yeah, I, I wore a visor for the first time really. And competitive hockey in my first year of junior, which was cool. Thought I was tough, but I wasn't, <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it was uh, it was good experience there. Um, I would say the biggest difference is the toughness probably in the NA three or typically like we were playing some older, older players, guys that are 19, 20 guys aging out. Um, the USPHL at the time was pretty young, um, pretty young and, you know, 17, 18, 19, um, but no, I would say the physicality is definitely different uh, in the NA3, like the older league, more physical, more hitting um, guys are for checking harder. Um, and then in the USPHL out, out East, it's, it's pretty skilled. And um, a lot of the kids are smooth skaters and, and very skilled. Um, and it's not as much, it's not as physical, um, not as tough. Obviously you're wearing cages yeah. I'm not sure. I think they did change the rule in the USPHL now. I think some of those guys can wear visors if they're 18, but um, but no, it was it was kind of nice to play both styles. I think it actually helped me in college because you know I kind of developed more skill my second year of juniors versus yeah. my first year of junior. I was kind of playing more physical and you got to adapt, right? Like we were talking about earlier, you have to adapt to the to the league and and the the players in the league. So 
yeah, I think that was actually really beneficial for my career was being able to play both styles. Yeah, you got you got the best of both worlds, the physicality side and then the skill side. And yeah, like you're you're obviously a obviously a skill guy right now. It's like, what was it like to build that skill starting from the USP that you were able to in college and then work your way into the pro game? Yeah, I've I felt like I've always kind of been a player who likes to use my shot. I feel like that's probably my best my best quality or attribute as a hockey player is, is my release and um, changing my release and shooting from different spots on the ice that maybe be, yeah. or that may be unpredictable. Um, uh, obviously like, you know, using skill and tight, I've felt like I've, I've had, I've had good hands my whole career and been able to, been able to, you know, use my size and, and most people who, play against bigger players like bigger players with skill is pretty hard to defend and um you know that so that's kind of developing your skills in the summertime whether it's you know stick handling or hand-eye coordination things yeah. like that shooting pucks in your driveway or in your garage or wherever you can being able to develop those skills um always is is a good thing and a benefit but um yeah yeah, absolutely. It's great, great to use your use your shot to your ability whenever you have the ability to use your shot and score some goals. Like, there's nothing better. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You can't score if you don't shoot the puck. So exactly, you miss one hundred percent of shots you don't take. Yeah, yeah. Michael Scott. Michael Scott. Wayne Gretzky. Michael Scott. Wayne Gretzky go. and Michael Scott. Yeah, two legends. Oh yeah, but uh, you grew up in Saginaw, Michigan. So, like, what was it like growing up in Saginaw, especially when you have, like, all the good hockey programs, like Little Caesars, uh, Bell Tire all around you, and, like, you're just able to build your build your, your game through throughout the, the quality hockey in Michigan? Yeah, Michigan's got unbelievable youth hockey. Obviously, those those AAA programs you mentioned. I, I was actually a high school kid. I didn't ever play AAA. I was always a single-A or double-A kid. Growing up, my dad coached a lot of my a lot of my youth hockey teams, um, and uh, wasn't until high school I I didn't really being in Saginaw we're a couple hours away from from the AAA stuff and yeah. I was a I was actually a pretty good athlete in high school uh, baseball player and football players so I honestly to tell you the truth I didn't really I didn't really know I was going to pursue hockey until I finished up playing high school hockey and. Um, had an opportunity to play juniors but until then I was I did visits to go play college football actually to some division two schools um, I ended up playing baseball in college too which is funny I don't think I mentioned that my <laughs> freshman year I played uh, played college baseball too as a catcher and pitcher um, but but no growing up I I kind of wanted to I kind of wanted to play all three sports just as as an all-around athlete and um so I didn't even pursue triple A hockey. Um, so yeah, I played four years of high school in Saginaw and my last year we were one of the combined teams or a unified team with a couple local high schools and had a pretty good year and got some interest from junior teams. So that's kind of the route. Yeah. So like, what, what was it like being a three sport athlete with football, baseball and hockey? Cause like, especially when you're younger, like I think, like as a kid, you should play as many sports as you can just to build like that athleticism and just like hand eye and like just to take a break from the game that you're that you're playing in the winter for for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely loved it. I loved it. Um, I liked the different seasons 
Um, you know, once hockey's over, you look forward to baseball season. Yeah. And then it's summertime. And then once you're getting kind of to the end of summer, you're looking forward to football season. And um, yeah, as a kid who wanted to play different sports, that was that was great. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm happy I got a chance to play. We actually won a we won a high school state championship in football. Weird brag, but I got a go. I got a ring in my closet as a we were 2011, I want to say. So it was what 12 years ago. Wow, oh, that's crazy. 12 years ago, we uh, we won a state championship in Michigan. Um, we were Division Seven, but um, but it was still still pretty good football. Some yeah, good and ho- hopefully you're gonna win another ring this year. Yeah, exactly. I want to win a not not that the high school ring wasn't a real one, but it wasn't <laughs> a real one. But a ring that actually holds some holds some weight would be pretty cool. That's the goal. Oh yeah, a- absolutely. But like you said, you played baseball throughout throughout high school, and then you played freshman year of college. So what was what was freshman year of college baseball like? And like just going, just being able to go through high school into your college career too. Yeah, I I wasn't really planning on having a. a baseball career per se um but it was it was cool it was definitely different uh, i was kind of a fish out of water for the first couple weeks trying to get in the batting cages and timing stuff down because i hadn't hit a baseball in three years playing juniors and stuff so yeah. it was uh it was definitely an adjustment um you go from guys in high school throwing 70 to guys in college throwing 85 almost 90 so but no, it's like was a cool. 15, 20 mile per hour difference. Huge. Yeah. Difference. Yeah. It was cool though. I, I enjoyed it. It was different. Um, it took up, you know, it took up that spring kind of season for me. It, it probably hurt my grades a little bit <laughs> and my GPA in college, but, uh, yeah, you got through it though. I got through it. We got <laughs> through it and we graduated and that's all you can ask for exactly but uh with playing like all these sports like there's a lot of life life lessons to go into into them so like what what have you learned from playing all these different sports and then playing obviously hockey as a professional career yeah i mean they all help right all the all the skills and the hand-eye coordination and all of it obviously the football brings like the toughness aspect like you know even if even if you're just working a nine to five like you have a bad day at practice it's not a big deal you have a bad day at work yeah it happens. You no one's perfect and it's not going to be, it's not going to be totally smooth all the time. So playing different sports allows you to fail in different ways. And, um, and you got to figure out and adapt how to be better and, and be better the next day. And that's just how, that's how obviously pro hockey is, but it's also how life is too. You're not going to yeah. have, you're not going to have perfect days. So yeah, yeah, I would say sports, sports, different sports too is, is awesome. Oh, always lessons to take in no matter no matter where you're playing or no matter what you're doing with your career all, there's always going to be lessons to learn that that'll make your life that much easier you know, that yeah. life, or that much better yeah 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 but uh as i uh as we conclude this episode like you know i put up uh instagram q a so we'll get to some of the questions from there oh, to wrap things up here so uh first one is uh favorite teammate I know exactly who put that in there. Oh man. I can't do that to the boys. Mm-hmm. What come on? What are we doing here? No, I, I love all the boys. I don't have a favorite. Yeah. I don't have a favorite. All, all the boys are your favorite. Every everybody's different though. That's what I love about our group is everybody's a different personality. You have some guys who 
some guys who, who get it a little bit more than others in the dressing room or, you know, you can kind of lean on some guys, but um, no, I can't, I can't. Be yeah. doing that. I'll, I'll, I'll get that guy too. I know who did that. So. <laughs> Next one is how iconic was the red line in Carolina during the COVID season? <laughs> oh man. I got a couple of guesses at that one too. Uh, we were pretty good that year, the red line. Um, we had a coach from the Czech Republic uh, who, who doesn't coach anymore. He's actually a scout for the Florida Panthers now, but um, he, uh, he would put forwards and D both in the same color. So we would have five man units. So we'd have a pair of D like with our line and we would do drills with all five of us. Um, and so, yeah, the red line that year had some pretty good talent on it. Um, I don't know if I should name drop them, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, a lot of guys that have made some good careers, guys that played in the coast, uh, Zach White yeah. plays in the ECHL now for Iowa and Tommy Seacoast plays for Quad City in the SP and um, some some D-men that are pretty good. I feel like one of them might have been the guy who <laughs> put it in there, but uh, <laughs> no, it was fun, man. Like I said, that year was fun. It was COVID. We couldn't play at home, but we were always yeah. on the road and you had to love the boys. You didn't have a choice because you're going on road trips every, every other day with them. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. But uh, this is a good one. Why are you number 28? Wow. That is a good one. Um, So my favorite number kind of growing up was 14. Um, It was my number in high school. It was my number in baseball uh, in high school. It was, uh, um, it was, I don't, I'm not really sure why 14 exactly. I don't know. It just sort of organically came about. I don't know if it was like Brendan Shanahan from the wings yeah. or, or what, but um, no. So 14 times two is 28. And when I got to college, I couldn't, I couldn't be 14. Our captain from Switzerland was number 14. So I chose 28. And then ever since, ever since then, I've always been, I've always been either 28 or 14 or kind of a version of the two as close or as close as I could get. Um, yeah. Keeping it simple. 14 plus 14. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a math right. guy too. I, I, I could have went, could have went crazy with a number, but I, yeah. I like 28. So simple. That's all. That's all that. That's all that matters. Yeah. That's exactly right. And then, uh, I'm going to let you guess who said this. It, there's a possibility of two out of both stallmates. Who's your favorite? I'm going to have wow. to, I'm going to have you, I'm going to have you guess who said it. Okay. So now that, okay. So that guy I thought asked the first question. <laughs> oh man. Nope. I have some, I have two lunatic stallmates. <laughs> oh. I'm not, I can't even give him the satisfaction. I don't even <laughs> want to say it. Um, no, I sit I sit next to Jacob Schnapp and uh, Brandon Hussey in the locker room. So I have the devil it's on the, the one shoulder one. and the angel on the other. So I got a little bit of both. It, um, it was hot. It was Huss. Yeah, asset. I'm sure it was Hussey. Okay. Well, I I love him as a stallmate. He's usually a pretty clean guy. Like I don't have to worry too much about about what's in between us. Um, I'm I'm go. I'm curious to see what he has to say. I'm usually the one taping my stick in my stall and it's hanging over into his stall and my skates go everywhere. And I'm not, so you're the, not the clean one. I I'm, I keep my stall clean, but while I'm in the locker room, I, I can get a little, I can get a little sticky. Go. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there we go. And then the next one's another good question. Uh, favorite thing about playing in Winston. Oh, what's not to like about Winston Salem, <laughs> man. 
Uh, favorite thing. Was that the question? I'm sorry. Was it my favorite? Yeah, favorite, favorite thing about Winston. Oh, man. Um, the fans come to mind right away. Uh, the atmosphere in our rink is incredible. It's not a very big rink. Um, I mean, it seats, seats 3,000 or so. So it's, I guess it's big depending on who you ask, but um, no, but it's just the atmosphere. It's the fans. They love it. They love hockey down here. Um, they obviously want to win. They're very competitive, but you know, win or lose, they, as long as you give your effort and you are trying and, you know, regardless of what happens, they're still going to love you and you're, you're a legend yeah. down here. Um, so I would say the fans, obviously the team we have this year is pretty special that that's been a pretty fun ride with these guys. Um, but no, it's awesome, man. The weather is, is nice. It's starting to get nice. So it's, uh, probably 65 today. It's a little cloudy, but, um, can definitely golf in weather like this. That's for sure. Can't complain about golf and weather. No, no, you never can. And the winters are mild that it gets a little chilly at nighttime, but for the most part, you can't really beat the weather here. You still get your seasons too yeah. in the fall. It's, it's chilly and winter it's chilly, but, but yeah, Winston's great. Yeah. There, there we go. The, the next one is from Mo. So I'm guessing he wants us, he wants you to say him. He's our favorite past teammate and why I'm guessing Mo wants you to say Mo. Yeah. He does want me to say Mo, doesn't he? Yeah. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> oh man. Well then we got uh we got two more. Uh she said um uh, ask about road trips in Carolina with Tommy uh Seacoast and Hine. Yeah, the road trips, man. The road trips are crazy. Carolina's not in a very convenient spot for the Federal Prospects Hockey League. For a lot of bus of them, travel. For those of them that don't know, we we travel our closest trip seven hours. So <laughs> we're actually doing that tomorrow. We're going to Columbus. So that's our closest trip. So, I mean, there's a lot of time spent on the bus and um, that year with those guys. Um, yeah, it was special. A lot of bus breakdowns, a lot of, uh, a lot of cold beverages drank on buses oh, after yeah. wins and maybe some losses, but <laughs> yeah, it's just, that's just the way pro hockey works, man. Uh, that That is indeed true. But uh, the, the last one, is also from Heinze, and he said, ask about whiskey dogs. <laughs> well, yeah, whiskey dogs. What can you say about whiskey dogs? Whether it's, you don't know, get on the mechanical bull or, you know, maybe play some darts or some pool. And No, it's a great spot. Yeah, you got oh, yeah. the outdoor patio and plenty of uh, boys are really trying to get me going here. <laughs> I, I, I guess they are. Jeez. The boys oh, are giving it to you right now. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a good place for a cold beer, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Love, love that. But, uh, Josh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time, and I want to wish you the best of luck with the rest of playoffs, and hopefully you guys go win a ship. Yeah, man. Thanks, Jack. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, and, um, you know, wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Keep, keep growing this thing, man. Absolutely. I, I appreciate that. Awesome.